And welcome to MS Podcast. In today's podcast, I I asked someone to come on my podcast because I was intrigued. Um, a serial entrepreneurs, somebody who's a creative person, and I wanted to know more about him. His name is Dalin Knudsen. And to just give you a little bit of a background to tell you how many things he has done, which is amazing. He was a senior account executive from business to corp by at Peel Park, then moved. And that's what it's amazing. It's just to see the journey to sales development, business to business at Wave uh, HQ, then a sales account executive at Freshline. And then in that journey, he was part of a great journey because I do know that company, actually. I came by accident. It was Matt who actually introduced me to that company. We skinned Connected. Oh my goodness, I need to spell it right. So good morning. Good morning. <laughs> Dallin, how, how are you doing today? <laughs> I am fantastic. Uh, you know what? It's uh it's been a busy time. Uh, it's been like you just said, it's very busy. Um doing a lot of things and with the family. I mentioned to you earlier, just like the kids just love to keep us up at night. So when you're working <laughs> all day and you try to get yes. that rest. They don't always let you have it, but you know, um, we're here today with the caffeine. We talked about that with your Coca-Cola and my life aid. So we're good. <laughs> yes, exactly. We're comparing because I grew up in Europe just to share a little uh, insight. And when we were younger, uh, my parents prohibited us to have any sweets and a pop because pop was a luxury. And once in a while, we had the privilege to drink Coke. Classic. So I'm a co-classic fan. <laughs> oh, from that moment, you're hooked, right? It's so exactly. good. Exactly. It was good. It was better very than good. Pepsi. It was. Better than Pepsi. I, I, as I said, I don't like Pepsi. I'm, I'm, a, I'm yeah. sorry, guys. It's maybe I'm going to divide. I'm going to lose some fans over it, but that's okay. Listeners going to say, oh, we're not talking to him. We're not going to listen to him anymore. We're done. She's not a Pepsi <laughs> person. Sorry. I'm a Coke person. I grew up with that. So that's what we had in Europe. And I don't think Pepsi was that much uh, known. Schweppes was, but not Pepsi. Yeah. But that's okay. So it looks like you've been um, a very creative person because I'm, I, I just stated what you have done. And I know we talked a little bit uh, a few months ago about what you have accomplished. And it seems like you're a great entrepreneur, creating things, making things happen. So how did it all started and how did you get that entrepreneur state of mind? Well, I think it comes from when I was just a little boy. Uh, my parents had six kids, six That's children, uh, five boys, one girl. <laughs> Poor girl. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> she, uh, she's the second youngest. Uh, my youngest brother is turning 18. So now my parents will have no kids in the house finally. So they're all done. Yeah, no, they're very excited to start traveling. <laughs> uh, so for his birthday, they got him a suitcase so he can nice. go. <laughs> I love it. Yeah, it's my dad's 18th birthday present for all of us. I love it. But no, my dad, he's amazing. Uh, we worked on a farm all the time. I've always worked with my hands, uh, very hands-on and also with my brothers. So I've always been in a team type of environment my whole life. 
Um, so being able to support and help people around me has kind of been second nature because of what my father taught me. Um, just always taught me like the golden rule, treat other people how you'd like to be treated. So I've always been a very positive, optimistic individual, seeing the glass half full. So that has pushed me to always look to do something and help things grow. So I've always been an active individual in sports, in life, um, in school. I wasn't the smartest kid, but I was, I was okay. I did a good job. Um, and then when I turned 18, I was able to go serve a mission for my church in Brazil. So I left California and I went and lived in Brazil for two years. Uh, that was such a fun experience. Good. That's, that's wonderful. At least it showed you the world. What I love is having, like you do, a missionary, a mission somewhere in the world that really shows you because you live there, really show you what other countries are and open the mind, I believe. Yep. No, it really did. And I didn't know how to speak Portuguese at all. I had to learn when I got there and it took me about three months to learn how to speak Portuguese. And then I was able to be there for two years and you give away yourself to help other people. So those two years away from my family and friends and the language was really hard at the beginning, but then I was able to adapt. And I think that's something that's very important in our lives to be able to change, embrace change in a positive way. It's not going to be easy. Never was for me and my whole life. Like the experiences you mentioned, those weren't easy. It was very amazing experiences, but it was a transition that I had to take on and it was a new challenge. That's what I like to see it as. A little victory every day is something that is very important to me. That is pretty powerful what you're saying, actually. So that's very impactful. And I'm sure the listeners will take it to heart because you're right. Changes are never easy. If people said to me it was an easy change, I'm like, good luck. Well, good for you, because generally it's not. No. It's really, even though you can stay positive, you know, it's going into the unknown and you don't know what the next move is. It's really having faith that you made the right yeah. decision and you're moving forward no matter what, no matter what's coming your way and have faith that it will turn out the way it's supposed to be in a positive way. And it really challenges us. So uh, when you came back from Brazil, what did you do next? Because yeah. that must have been a change for you to like I live two years in Brazil coming back it's like okay culture like shock a little bit oh it was <laughs> I I had trouble speaking English when I came oh yeah I almost forgot English for like a week I I couldn't order food the right way it was hard so I couldn't I was saying like baby words that's what yes. it was it was getting yes. accustomed to speaking all the time <laughs> And I'm a talker too. So I was speaking Portuguese always, constantly. And then coming yeah. back to America where no one spoke Portuguese and it was just English. It was fun. But no, I, um, <laughs> I came home and yeah. I thought I was supposed to do what everyone else was doing, go to college. So I started, I traveled to Utah to visit some family friends and I went to a business college and they offered me two semesters free. Oh, nice. So, yeah, it was awesome. It was a business college mm -hmm. in downtown Salt Lake City. So I'm like, totally, I'm let's do yeah. it. You'll give me two free semesters. So packed up my little Honda Civic and drove from California to Utah by myself, found a, an apartment with some guys and started going to school. And in school, that's where I was studying business management and professional sales. And that is also where I met my wife. 
So my wife, uh, she'll tell the story. Uh, <laughs> she's pretty funny when she tells it. She would go to school early to see the cute blonde guy. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> that's that's how my wife would say it word for word. I, oh, I, I love it. Was, At least she was going to school for a reason. So she showed up. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like she went and attended school because, hey, they were a cute yeah. blonde guy over there. I'm going to sit down and... Maybe I'm going to listen to what the teacher says, but I'm going to be stalking somebody else's. Yeah. That's awesome. <laughs> so, yeah, we got we got to know each other a little bit. And um, after I was I ended one relationship and then I'm like, hey, I'm not dating someone. Would you like to go on a date? So um, we started dating pretty seriously. Um, and I didn't put this job in LinkedIn, but I worked at UPS just moving Ooh. boxes. Yep. Yep. For a time and that was just an, yeah. a quick job to earn some quick money mm-hmm. but i ended up hurting my back because i was uh, skateboarding yep. home from school one day and i couldn't move boxes anymore so i had to quit mm-hmm. and while after i quit i went back to school the business college and pill pack pharmacy was there in the lobby of our school saying hey we're offering jobs it was a new startup company and i was one of their first sales reps ever to be a part of pill pack wow. so it was such an amazing company. Um, over there, PillPack, they're very known for, they help pe- the elder, el- sorry, they help elderly people get their medication delivered to their front door. So they yes. will package their meds every day, every time of the day for the month in a box. So you don't have to travel to the pharmacy anymore. So it was a big lifesaver and loved it. So they ended up getting purchased by Amazon for a billion dollars. So nice. That was an amazing, I grew to be the number one sales rep out of 150 sales reps there. And I had Amazon executives from Jeff Bezos walking behind me, watching me make calls, close deals. So it was very fun and a little intimidating <laughs> to well, have that if, pressure. If you're the num- yeah, because they want to know the secret. You know, it's like if you're the number one closer, then they need the script. They need to figure out how do you do that? Because you need to the the recipe you need the sauce the magic sauce so you had it and it's awesome i i must imagine if you have people behind you listening to it's like okay i like to work by myself not being stalked (laughs) no i i agree and it was a fun ride it was so great but um as you know amazon they're huge they don't need sales reps so they were going to get rid of the sales position because people would just be able to purchase on the website so that is when um, as that was happening, that transition, I ended up getting married to my wife, um, that girl that would stalk me in the hallways at school. Um, so we were, we started dating in October, got engaged in February and married in May. So in less than a year, we were dating, engaged and married. That's amazing. Yeah. That's Uh, fast. And that's amazing. But when, you know, if you know, it's the right person, yeah, no, it's, you know what marriage, I mean? Marriage isn't easy, but she makes it, she makes it really fun. And we've been through so much. We could talk about that a little bit later, but, um, during that time, right after we got married, that's when we've came available and we've was the next big thing happening in Utah as a phone system. So we've went to help optometry dental offices get the all-in-one phone service into their locations. And it grew so big that we ended up ringing the bell in New York and going public. Wow. 
Yeah, it was such such a cool experience to see a company being sold and to see yeah. a company go public. So yeah. that was that was just a blessing and to see two things happen job after job and to yeah. be a part of that, to have that type of thing as you, on your resume is pretty cool. So, mm, it's yes it is. I mm-hmm. agree. It's amazing. It's like, wow. Not everybody had that opportunity and it's like that's wonderful. Yeah, no there's so yeah. many in, for all types of services, even the one I'm a part of now, there's so many copycats, right? Oh, yes. So many copies. So someone sees a solution. They're like, mm-hmm. oh, I want to do the same thing, but a little different. I'm. It's crazy that I was able to be a part of the actual solution that yes. made it to the top. Exactly. You know what I mean? It's weird. It's weird that how it falls into your lap like that. Like but it's, pharmacy. Ins- it's inspiring. It's yeah. Really, it's really inspiring. Um. So it's just being in the right place at the right time and being able to adapt. As I told you at the beginning, you know, you have to be okay with change. You know, it's not easy to leave California by Mm -hmm. myself and drive to Utah and just be out here on my own. It was hard sometimes, but then I found my wife and she, I ended up getting her a job at pill pack too, um, before the, before we sold to Amazon. Um, so that was fun, but we ended up having a baby girl. Um, while I was at weave, we had our first baby, um, here, let me see. I have her right here. This is Emery right there. I don't think you can see her. There we yes, go. Yes, she's so cute. <laughs> she is beautiful. She looks like mischievous too, actually. Yeah. No, she she is a very special little girl. Uh, when she was born, she was born with half a heart. Oh my goodness. Yeah. Um, wow. it was it was a very shock just like that for us as well. We did not know until after she was born. Yeah. Uh, three days later. So we ended up getting her life flighted to the hospital. Um, Eight days old, she had her first open heart surgery and she was able to survive. And after that, she had another open heart surgery, but it didn't go as well um, at two months old. And so when she was about five and a half months old, they brought her in and her heart was failing and she was about to pass away. So they, they had to put her on an ECMO machine. And with that, they ended up needing to get her heart transplant. So at about five and a half to six months old, she ended up getting a heart transplant, which is one of the craziest things that I could ever imagine. But I can't and I cannot imagine, you know, it's already scary. Your new parents and the hardest part is when you realize your child has an issue with with her heart. That must have been devastating. It must have been very scary and I horrifying i cannot have a word to describe how much horrors you can think in thinking my child you're going to do surgery it's barely five days old and you're going to do surgery that must have been horrifying because we don't think babies will survive we don't think they can touch such a beautiful little angel and just going through the surgery and going through the process and realizing that she need a transplant, people are on lists of transplant for years. Yes. So I cannot imagine for a baby and say, well, she need a new heart. I'm like, excuse me. And how are we going to get it? Yeah, because- it was it was the biggest blessing, actually, because it usually takes <clears throat> five months minimum mm-hmm. to a year and a half. Yeah. She was the fastest heart transplant in Utah primary children's history she only waited three days to get her new heart 
Well, thank God for that. And she has a lot of protection above her. I can guarantee that because oh, this yes. is amazing. She's an amazing kid, a very special kid. My yeah. goodness. How, uh, that must have been terrifying to wait uh, during the surgery as well. I cannot imagine neither one of you. I can imagine myself uh, just waiting and waiting and hoping, you know, how long did it take for the surgery for them to do? Well, actually, the heart transplant was one of the easier surgeries of the four that she had. Wow. <laughs> That's the, the surgeon, uh, Dr. Griffiths. He's amazing. <laughs> Um, he came in and he's like, it was all good. It was the most boring surgery. Ever. <laughs> and I was like, good to right. hear. <laughs> yeah, boring, boring is the word you want to hear. In yes. a yes. um, it was, it was fantastic. So she made a great recovery after that. And if you look at her today, you wouldn't even know she had a heart transplant, but she, she'll need a new heart for sure. When she's about 12 or 13 years old. So, you know, okay that, that experience is really, you know, it's still with me constantly. I even, I even got, I don't think you can see it. But I got I yes, I see you. Oh, beautiful. It yes. has, it has, her name on it, her name. And it yeah. has Adrian. Adrian is yeah. the baby that gave his heart to Emery. Well, that's wow. Amazing. Well, thank you to Adrian for, uh, and the parents of Adrian for uh, let um, her, her, he was a daughter. I'm assuming Adrian. I don't know if it's a man. Uh, do you know? It was a little a, baby boy. A boy. Yeah. I never know which one it is on this yeah, one, but yeah. it's it's wonderful that the parents will allow their children to continue to live on by helping other children. The same with young adults. The same with adults. Um, just to help others. So very blessed for oh. that. No, that it's it's a great blessing, and yeah, we love the family. We got to meet them before we left Utah. Oh, wonderful. Um, because I, during Weave, after we went public, um, one of the VP of sales moved over to started a new company called Fresh Lime, which was a business to consumer service for plumbing, heating and air, all those type of services for homes. So they ended up wanting me over as one of their first sales reps as well. well and yeah. that was right when that was right when COVID started. Oh my goodness. Okay. So, yeah. And it was a, it was a roller coaster. It was right before I started at Fresh Lime, right before COVID and then right in May. So I believe three months after I started, that's when the lockdown started to get going on. But in Utah, Utah is a very conservative state. So they weren't too crazy about making people stay at home. But our company was a little worried because being a new startup company, you have a lot of investors paying, exactly. paying salaries, paying insurance, uh, paying for the building to stay open. And those investors had were losing money. And there were days or weeks where the CEO could not pay us. He would come up to you and say, hey, hey, Dallin, we, we don't have a paycheck for you this week. Because the investors were losing money in their other businesses they were paying for. Yeah, exactly. So, so it was a stressful time for Fresh Lime. Um, but thankfully, after <laughs> COVID, they were able to transition to the door-to-door -door sales world. And now they are doing better than ever. So they're doing fantastic. Jay Bean, Good. the CEO, he is very smart um, at thinking with, his, thinking with his head and just getting up and running. You know what I mean? Um, so while I was there, uh, my wife's family is from Indiana. So across the country from yes. Utah. And California. Yes. Um, it's a 24 hour drive. If anyone's curious from Utah to Indiana, I've made it a couple of mm -hmm. times. 
but um, connected was over here in Indiana. And my brother-in-law, my wife's brother, was one of the executives here at Connected. And he had a very small sales team and he really wanted someone to come in with that sales experience to help pick up the sales that was happening in the company and to start, you know, this partnerships program that I'm a part of now. And so, you know, with a lot of praying and pondering, you know, I was able to fly out here and see the company. I flew out here for just one week and just the culture and the environment of the people that I was surrounded with was enough for me to sell the house in Utah and move my family across country. And it was, it was very, you know, it's, it's a hard thing to do, you know, it's to trust your gut yes. and just make that leap, you know, leave yeah. everything behind. Cause I've never lived here before, but the three positives were my wife's family lives here. So yes. get a lot, the grandparents get to see our baby girl, which is good. <laughs> our little girl's secondary hospital is here in Indiana as well. So oh. they take great care of her. Perfect. And, and the company was really needing that growth and connected has massive things going on that it is just like the, all the other, it's just like pill pack and just like weave. The ones that sold, the ones that went public, that is exactly what Connected is going to be doing. Um, so I am in the right place. And I know that for a fact. I We get to be close to family, uh, make new friends. And just the environment around Indiana has just been fantastic. So the experience has been uh, um, very well for you, which is fantastic. Plus, like you said, um, you made the big change because you're West Coast. Your wife was on West Coast, so that was just fine for her. It's like going home, I'm good. <clears throat> different weather. <laughs> yeah, no, and she misses totally it. She misses it, but yeah, she loves being next to her brothers and her mom and dad. It's great. Well, that's fantastic. So you are now um, at Connected. Uh, what is your next adventure? Because you always do something. So you always have projects, you all have things going on. So what else do you do? Or what are your next plans, if any? Because like you said, Connected might be, you know, be bought by somebody else's. It's highly possible. So what would happen if, if you have an idea, would you stay? Would you go? What would be your, um, your thoughts on that? Yeah, no, that's a, I've always thought about that because I, I was very curious what I, do I want to find that next startup company and help them grow? Because there's a lot more freedom in a startup company. There's a lot more creativity and, but there is risk. But if I was stayed with connected, then I could be a part of a publicly traded company and have be up and as one of the higher ups, you know what I mean? And I feel like, that would be also a great option. But what something is going to happen this year is my wife is going to be starting our own franchise business. So we're going to be business owners by the end of this year in the home services world. So that's going to be an awesome new adventure. So can you give it a bit more details? Do you know already the name? Yeah. So there's two actually we're about to finalize on right now. So um, one is with uh, Neighborly. It's the grounds guys. That's one we're looking heavily into. And then another one is called 360 Paint. So both massive services that have exploded here in Indiana and are in massive demand right now. So it has been just so fun to see the growth of the process of what we can do. So my wife has been very entrepreneurial as well. 
her entire life. She's traveled the world and she, now that we had a second baby, so we have another little baby boy. Um, his name is Lorenzo. Oh my God, he's so cute. Yeah, he's <laughs> he's so cute. Yeah, he I is, love it. He's a chunky kid right now. He's eight months old now. Um, so it's been fun in Indiana. But he, let's see. Yes. Yeah, so probably by November, December, maybe a little sooner, we can have one of those businesses up and running before the year's over. So we are very excited for that. She'll be running most of it because I'll be here at Connected. Mm -hmm. um, we have so many cool things happening here that it doesn't make sense to leave it at yes. all. Um, yes. And the insurance is great for our, our little girl and her hospital bills. <laughs> well, yeah, because uh, like you said, uh, you're going to have to think about a future transplant and she needs to care for her heart. So Exactly. Yes. Mm -hmm. So instead of private insurance, you have company insurance that really helps with that. So yeah, there's no reason to leave Connected because they've just been so good to us. And the growth and opportunity here is insane. So we are very excited to see what we do. Like month over month, we're like increasing by 11%, which is almost unheard of by any company. Um, in the customer satisfactory category, usually it levels between negative 100 to 100. And companies usually sit between the 20 and 30 range. We yeah. range all the way up to 84 yeah, which is like unicorn status. It is unicorn because I use your uh, <laughs> use your services, so I tested it. So yes, I must say, uh, yeah, you have a satisfied satisfied customer here. But uh, uh, and no, it's not a, co a conflict of interest for me to speak with you because I want to know more about you and the company. So people say, "Well, you're going to do free advertising?" No, 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 no. I'm not. I'm not endorsing anything and just say as a customer, because I used it and I'm one of the proof as well, then I grow. Uh, explain what uh, explain what the company does, because I think people don't know. So what is this company doing? Oh, yeah. Connected. So we basically call ourselves the LinkedIn nerds. So yep. we we help you guys master mm -hmm. your lead flow. So basically, in, in my last three companies, it's all been about finding how to, how to get your leads. How are you getting your leads right now to sell, to grow, to build revenue? So a lot of people are doing cold calling. Uh, they're buying leads. They're finding ads online. They're scraping data, which is not the smartest thing because it's illegal. Um, but Connected came up as an idea where our co-founders were all struggling at the same way to find the quality leads they wanted. Now, LinkedIn is the best place to get those leads because it's a business social media and there's over 800 million people on there. Mm -hmm. So all of your clients, they're all inside of LinkedIn. We just need to teach you how to find them. So we teach you how to target and find your target audience in 10 seconds with the free version of LinkedIn mm -hmm. and then take that list of exactly who you want to talk to and plug it into Connected and you will automatically reach out to all of them as yourself with your own personalized messages. And you only speak to the ones that message you back. So we're helping you grow your network on LinkedIn with quality individuals, but you're only, and you're only speaking with people that are interested in buying or working with you. So it's saving you time and simplifying opportunity to grow your business. Exactly. So, and it's nice because you can, instead of spending time searching or trying to networking, 
uh, it does it for you. So that's what I really appreciate because exactly. I, I saw it. I saw my numbers they were very low because I stopped using LinkedIn, to be honest with you. After a while, I'm like, what do I do here? I'm, you know, I have other things to do. And uh, I went back in and I did the test just to see that work. And it does work, actually. Yeah. <laughs> it's amazing. It's like, well, at one point of time, I had so many messages on LinkedIn. I'm like, I have to stop to use you guys from, I had to pause it. Yep. I'm pausing it because I'm still receiving responses. And I'm like, it was a little too much. <laughs> that's what I, that's what I tell a lot of people is when you get too many leads, pause it. And then don't yeah. you don't need to pay when you don't need to use it. So turn it yeah. back on when you're ready to use it again. It's super easy. Yeah. I mean, and that's what we we're probably the only tool that can say we demoed LinkedIn on the tool. And they they saw it as, like you said, a super networking tool. And yes. we're helping people be more active on LinkedIn, which is what they want. So. And yeah, because I stopped using LinkedIn because I could care less. It was just like, okay, I would want to post. I'm like, who cares? But I'm not spending my day scrolling down to try to network or connect with people. I'm like, I don't have time to look at who I know, blah, blah. I'm like, I don't have time for this. And that's what I appreciated when I talked to Matt the first time. Then we connected. I'm like, okay, let's give it a shot. Let's see what it is. I have no idea if that works. And it actually works very well. As I said, at one point, the beginning was very slow. Then all of a sudden, I'm receiving so many messages. I'm like, okay, I cannot handle it anymore. I don't know who to talk to. I'm like, oh my God. Yeah, <laughs> it no. was Christmas on steroids. That's what it felt like. I'm like, wow. So good, very good tool to use, super easy to use. This is what I, I really liked it as well. There is already pre-built messages in there and you can customize yours because I did the pre-built was like, I have no idea. So I just went and used it when the words pre-built. Worked great actually. And then the, the, the second batch I did, I said, okay, I'm going to put my personal one for the podcast because my target is business breakthrough. So I'm like, okay, let's do that. And I had people who were interested. Some people asked me, I said, do I have to pay? I'm like, no, you don't pay to be on my podcast. The podcast is free for the users and the listeners. But it was funny. I was like, okay, so let me tweak the message and say, it's a free podcast. <laughs> you don't have to pay. You have to pay somebody. Yeah. I'm like, no. But that's a great adventure. I like the leap of faith you did because it's very interesting. Maybe it's maybe because you went to Brazil and took that huge leap of faith. Oh, yeah. Let me ask oh. you when, um, because I don't know um, that side of it. Um, but when you accept a mission, do you choose to the country you're going to go? Or did they give it to you and say, okay, they're yeah, like, you're going to go here and that's it. Yeah, no, that you don't get to choose. So you just, you put in like, if you, if you have like any disabilities, that's the only thing yeah. you tell them, the church, but then they choose where you go. So for example, I have a friend that was sent to Sweden. I was sent to Brazil. I have another friend that was sent to Texas. Another friend sent to Africa. You know, it, you don't get you to don't choose. Oh, that's yeah, interesting. So how long did it take between the time you, you said, okay, I will, we'll go for a mission to the time you actually got called in and say, well, you're packing yourself, you're going to Brazil. Yeah. So with Brazil, actually, if anyone else knows, the waiting for a visa to go to Brazil can take some time, up to six months. Luckily, it only took me two to three months to get my visa. So I got received my mission call July of 2015. Yep. Uh, July 2015. No, no. I received it 
April, 2015, I left in July. So that's what it was. So, wow. Mm -hmm. So how did you fail to go to Brazil? Were you like, just like, Oh my God, where yeah. am I going? <laughs> it was, no, I was very excited to go. You know, it was, uh, it's something I've always wanted to do. Like I didn't, I didn't think I'd end up in Brazil, but it was just, I just loved the change of scenery. And like you, like I told you, I love like those little changes. And especially if it's a change for good, if I know yes, yes. what I'm doing is good, like what I, my past jobs I've done and the businesses I've helped, I've helped grow. I knew that was a positive change for me and the people I'd be with. So in Brazil, that just seeing the pop, because I lived in the five biggest favelas in Sao Paulo, Brazil. So it was very crazy and very sad sometimes to see how these people lived yeah. um, in the worst conditions, but they were just so happy. Like they had nothing. There would be like, they would be living in cardboard homes by the yeah. sewers and rats would be in their house, but they were happy playing soccer in front of their house. And I was just amazed and I've brought to tears sometimes too. Um, so being able to serve and help those individuals and families was just such a huge blessing for me. And it really helped my perspective on life and my daughter's situation. So being in Brazil, having that big change in my life and just life hack of like, Hey, your life doesn't have to be perfect because these people's lives aren't perfect, but they're making the best of it. So make the most of what you have. That's probably my biggest, biggest thing. You know, if, today make today a great day because tomorrow's not guaranteed i like what you said i like what you said somebody said about similar things a few days ago too you don't know if you're gonna be there tomorrow or not so be present in your life but maybe was what you saw was maybe um i don't i'm, I'm not gonna say a training ground but maybe it was a moment where it was preparing you what will be next in your life with your child with your daughter as well it was probably something to for you oh, to yeah. go through i probably you know that's <laughs> i've thought about that as well just you know i don't know like maybe we were you know you don't think you're ready to handle a situation like that you know something that you've like your own daughter, your first baby. Yes. And then three days later, like you could just lose them immediately because they exactly. told us, uh, the surgeon before they even started the first surgery, they told us like, Hey, we can start these round of surgeries and procedures, or you can just take her home and let her live the rest of the time till she passes away. And so they made us choose what we wanted to do. You know, it's like, do I want to put my daughter through all this pain And maybe she survives or just let her be happy until she slowly passes away. So that was hard. Um, my wife and I, you know, we're still getting over it. You know, it was three years ago that happened and, you know, it still affects you. You know, oh, I mean? it will. I, I know it will uh, because this is not something that, uh, you know, it's just, oh, yeah, pass me the salt. It's a huge decision. It's something that impacted both of you plus your daughter. It's yeah. having faith. It's really showing, I believe, the faith and really challenge faith because it was your decision. And I appreciated the doctor giving the options because the doctor should give the parents the option because at the end of the day, it's your decision. But yep. that must have been a grueling, terrifying, horrifying situation to sit down and try to sort all of this and comprehend all of it, because this is a shock. It's not something like you said, you did, you had no idea during those nine months that your daughter, your little angel 
had a problem with her heart. And so, I was 22 years old too. I was... On the top of, yeah, exactly. It is, it is life-changing. It is where you really grow up very quickly and you're faced with a horrifying decision are you going to make? Are you going to go for the surgery or not? And that must have been the most, one of the most horrifying moments that both of you had to go through and figure it out. Yeah. And you no, did. And, and that was while I was helping with Weave. Uh, that company grow. So I was, I was out, I was not working for six months. I was living in a hospital with my wife, Mm -hmm. helping our little girl, but the company was just so fantastic. I mean, I think we've had the most, the best benefits in the world. I mean, as soon as we had the baby, they gave us a year supply of diapers. They gave us $600 in food delivery money they sent a maid service to clean our house for 12 weeks and they like told me not to work. They said they just kept paying us to just stay in the hospital and we would get visits, we would get flowers. So that's another thing is just when you're a part of a company, making sure that that company has priorities for you, that they care about you as a person, not just as a person making them money. And you know what? That's a very good point because not a lot of company would have done that. And to hear that already once, I'm sure people are going to go now apply to we're in New York, but we don't care. We're going to want to apply for that company. To me, a company that takes care of their employees is a company that is worth to be working with. And you're not a number, you're a human. Oh, yeah. And if they take care and their employees, then happy employees, happy companies. And this is how you grow. So for me, it's wonderful to hear companies that will care to this level because as a young a married couple who are just studying your life, this is the kind of challenge you don't want. You, no. you want a healthy baby, you want your life to go well, and that was the first challenge. So to me, it's amazing to hear that even a startup company would do that. Yeah, no, it's it's fantastic. That's amazing. That and to me, I hope people look into that. Just making sure, like, hey, does your company have your back? Yes. And if not, then maybe it's time to find somewhere else. And I'm grateful to say like all four of the companies that I've helped grow have my back no matter what. So like, it's crazy to think like when I was 16, I was working at a burger restaurant, fast food restaurant in California. Now I get to travel the United States, speaking to companies and training organizations on how to use LinkedIn, uh, making great relationships for myself, for my personal life and for business as well. You know, and I always knew I was going to do something great. And it's really amazing to see like that coming into fruition now. So, and, that, and that's wonderful. I love the fact that by way of perfect synchronicity, universe, aka God, for people who don't know, I use the word universe for a specific reason, um, been able to put you on a path where you got amazing startup company. But like you said, you got, um, previous uh, leaders who started their own business call you in because they know you were the number one in sales. They know you could deliver. They know they had you had their back and the back of the company. So they got your back. And to me, it's really a testament of who you are and how your journey has grown as well, which is amazing. It's a very humbling um, to listen to it because not every day you got this kind of uh, journey on the front of you and being able to, as I said, adapt to, to go to Brazil, come back, 
okay, your English wasn't that great, fine for the first week. <laughs> but taking the leap of faith, it's amazing to take the leap of faith to have that opportunity because a lot of people who had that opportunity to say, well, we get two months of free school, just change, you know, go to a different state. But you took that leap of faith and say, okay, let's go. It's amazing. It's really, it shows courage. It shows really that you got, you're like, okay, I, it's, it's offered to me. I'm going to go. A lot of people would just run on the opposite side and say, this is not happening. It's not just me that gets to make the choice because I was, I'm married. You know, I, I, I am so grateful. I have someone that's able to support me and follow me where she knows I'm going to grow and be successful for our family. So she was, we've moved, we've only been married for, well, we've been married for four years now, but we've moved over nine times in four years. That is, is, she doesn't, she doesn't like to move that much, but (laughs) um, (laughs) she's been very patient with me and so supportive. So just having that type of support system also gives me that drive and energy to perform every day you know, having that motive, that's my motivation is my family and knowing that I can do something great because I'm capable of doing that. And that's fantastic because like you said, you, you, your dating and the engagement and the, the wedding was a very short notice, quote unquote, it was a very short frame, you know, time frame because some people wait two years, three years, 10 years before they get married. But the fact that both of you are able to support each other is wonderful because she is your first, your second, because you're not, you're not, you're your own number one fan, but she is your second biggest fan, which means she's supporting you and doesn't try to cut your wings because some people will say, no, we're not doing this, not a wedding that because of, I don't want, like you said, she doesn't want to move and you move nine times already, but she's there to support you because she knows something great will come out of it and you're on the right path. So she's yep. not cutting the wings, which is fantastic. Yep. And now it's her moment too, because she gets to start her own business at the end of this year. So always making sure like, like she supports me, but you need to support your spouse as well, always, and be their number one fan. And we were just talking about that yesterday is that if you don't love yourself, how can you love other people? So that was, that was a big, we were having dinner. It was a little date night last night and that's what we talked about. Um, And it was just like, wow. Yeah. And she noticed that in me, she's because I feel like a lot of like, I don't want to speak for all women, but the women I've been surrounded with is there, they've been very worried about what other people think about them instead of what's best for themselves. You know what I mean? I know a lot of uh, people do that and that's unfortunate. I'm not one of them, thank God, because I would have been in trouble and not here and talking to you today if I had to do this and think about what everybody think about me. But that's the problem on how they've been conditioned uh, when they grow up. And it's quite sad in one way, because like you said, they don't love themselves. They don't uh, They don't know how to love themselves because they had never given that opportunity to appreciate who they are. Yep. It's funny you say that because I was at a summit yesterday called Better Tomorrow. And it's uh, basically for, um, I was a speaker in there too, um, for a few hours. And it's about, uh, we have a called the Quilting, uh, I forgot the last name in there, but it's a group where we're working with battered and sheltered women 
So wow. it's it's a private group and there is a group for the men as well because it, go, it works on both sides. And we were talking about that too, how to appreciate yourself, how to put yourself first on that list, not last on the list. Because by the time you're done to your list and you want to reach out to what you need, there is no more fuel, there is no more energy, and you will not take care of yourself. Like we all said, it's like being in a plane. You have to put your oxygen mask first to be able to help each other, everybody else around you. Same thing here. It's not being selfish, but appreciate it who you are. Take care of your own self. What I love with you is your wife encouraged you to do all of this and was there behind you. And now it's like there is a shift then now you're going to be supporting your wife in her in your next adventures, uh, which is in your next journey, which is to do the businesses, which I think it's wonderful. It's you guys have a great balance, which is great. And as you said at the beginning of the conversation, marriage is not that easy. <laughs> no, no, especially especially when our girl was going through those problems, you know, we weren't ourselves, you know, and we've I'm very glad I had her to be there for me and me to be there for her because, you know, there's times where you just feel very alone and yes, in your life. And so having that, having that support system and knowing yourself and knowing that other person next to you is very important. So. Oh, you got you got tested. Both of you got tested by the universe and you did very well. Both of you did very well because you supported each other's and sometimes it's better to have like i always said uh, we have an expression in europe it's eating the black bread uh the black bread it's it's a reference to history at the beginning of the old age where in the 14th century where poor people were eating the the, the black bread the white bread was for rich people all right, black bread, which is, uh, uh, what do you call it? Grain, whole grain, was for poor people. So uh, we, I have an expression said, it's better to eat the black bread first than last because you got your challenge now. That's mean your road will get easier and easier in your life. And I said to uh, to a lot of people for the past five decades, I eat my black bread, I'm, I'm good. I had it. I rather to have it at the beginning of all of the challenges in my life or what I went through and have an easy ride now than having an easy ride at the beginning and everything comes down afterwards. I'm like, no, I don't like that program. I like the program when I've ch- yeah. been challenged first, got everything that I had to get it down first, then be good. But for you, you got ch- you had huge challenges in yeah. both of you, it seems like it cemented both of you and really uh, bring you two into a level of supporting each other's and working together to just figure it out. And you did. And you're doing it, which is amazing. So I think today's podcast has two things. One about the business and how you achieved it and where you are today, but also talking and opening a little bit about what happened in your personal life with your daughter that will inspire people who are going to listen to us around the world and might be in situation where they are that is similar than you and give them the boost and the jolt to really reach out to their partners and have a better communication. So to me right now, I have goosebumps, which is awesome. (laughs) But it really shows, you know, the human side and it will connect with people around the world. Your talk today will impact somebody. Not only one, but I have a feeling there will be several people who are really going to take to heart 
So to me, it's inspire. It's an inspiration. You truly are an inspiration. I appreciate that. No, and I appreciate you having me on here. I mean, it's just been fun just to, you know, go back through life and see everything that has happened because it, it's just been a great, crazy roller coaster. I'll tell you that been crazy for sure, but it's also been very, I wouldn't trade it. You know what I mean? I, and um, except I would trade, you know, I would rather get the heart transplant than my daughter. But other than that, everything else happened for a reason. But I think probably the most important thing I've learned from all that is, you know, time is the only thing you can't like you can't buy more time. So embracing what you have today is very important. And also, you know, just doing your best each day, because that's going to help you grow. It's going to make you number one in your company. If that's what your goal is, it's going to help you start that business. It's going to help you sell that business. It's going to help you just push yourself that little extra mile to just make yourself better and people around you better. So and I, I love also what you said a little bit uh, earlier in regards of look at the company and see if they're supporting you. If really they care and take care of you at the level they should be. And if they're not, then move along. Basically yep. take, do something else because there is other company that will fit better. So for me, I like the messages you gave it to us today. Those are fantastic messages. Uh, your journey is an amazing journey. Very humbling to hear your journey, to be honest with you, still have goosebumps, which is like, okay, we're not going to be crying people today. All right. Enough to you had enough of those, but it's a very positive message. What you gave it to us today. And to me, I'm very grateful and thankful you had taking the time to speak with me uh, on my podcast, to share your story, because that's an amazing story. No, thank you. I appreciate you having me on here too. Thank you so much. Yes. So what other message would you like to give to people who, because you have been, uh, you know, in, in the entrepreneurial world for quite some time. So for people who are afraid to uh, start their own business, they have an idea, they want to do it, but they're afraid to do it. What would you say to them? Like, I... Well, there's a, there's a very famous phrase. Um, our, one of our co-founders love to use it all the time, but fail forward. You know, it's okay to try new, you need to try new things. If you don't experiment, then how are you going to know something works? So try it out. And if you fail, what did you learn from it? So people always, you know, people are going to, like I told you at the beginning, I'm an optimistic person. So I look at a failure. What can I learn from this? What can I do different? Like we're doing this for a reason that we're testing things out. If people are very, you know, scientific method, you got to find a hypothesis. And if it works, then it, it does, then run with it. If it doesn't find another solution and let's go, let's go at it again. Cause you're just here to build yourself up. We're here. No one's perfect in this world. We all know that. So we just might as well just keep going until we make it. <laughs> so. I like it. I, I like the way you're saying it. And I will encourage people as well, because I think, People are afraid to go into the unknown. And that's not easy. That's not easy to start your company. That's not easy to take, you know, the leap of faith you did to move from the West Coast to Indiana and just said, okay, we're going to do this. It takes courage. It's scary because you don't know, even though you had the family support from your wife, but that's, you don't know what tomorrow will be. You don't know if it was the right choice. You felt it was the right choice. So you went and followed your, a spirit, whatever tells you to tells you to okay, let's go. It's gonna be fine, but you still don't have to. You don't control anything. 
you're yeah. just going with the flow. And I've done it five different times, you know, going to Brazil, yeah. these four companies, like I've just trusted, trusted my instincts and took that leap of faith, like you mentioned. And, you know, it, it will work out for you eventually. If it doesn't work out immediately, it's going to have, a, there's a longer road ahead of you. It's not just what's in front of you. Because you get something to learn prior to get where you need to be to your uh, destination. That's probably this thing as well. And I explain this to people. Sometimes we take some detours because we have to learn something before we can get to where we need to be. Yep. No, I agree. That's fantastic. Well, I wanted to thank you so much. That was fantastic. I love it. We should have you another time too. I don't know what we're going to be talking about, but we should have you for a second episodes on life in general. I think you get such great insight and inspiration that people probably will be listening to you again. I will have no issue with that, but I would like to invite (laughs) you for a second uh, episode if you wanted to in a few months and and uh, talk about gen- things in general and where you are with the company, where you are with your wife. Because I am curious about that because you said you might be starting uh, the business by September. Yeah, and right? the, in the end of the year, in the winter time, we should have it going. So that's that's the goal. I mean, we should have one of the two. Oh. So we're pretty excited. Okay, so my I might as I might do two things actually. One, I could have you back, and I would like to have to talk to your wife actually. Oh man, yeah, that would be a lot better than listening to me. <laughs> okay, <laughs> tell you if everything was factual or false. So <laughs> all right, yeah, maybe we do a review of this episode and say so. Yeah, there you we tell go. Me? <laughs> tell me if it was true. And- Hopefully I was, hopefully I nailed it all on the head, but yeah. I'm sure, I'm sure you did, but no, I would like to uh, invite your wife uh, actually when this is up and running or almost already to be up and running, uh, I would like to connect with your wife. I'm doing it on the air. So I'm not going to cut that section here, by the way. So she yeah, okay. can hear That's it. Going. She's going to hear it. I want to make sure no. because in case you forgot to say to anything to your wife, then it is on record. There we go. <laughs> And I love you. I love you, babe. I love you. Yes, exactly. But no, I would like to have her because you're gonna be. She's gonna be studying that um, that adventures, and I would love to have her, and so she can talk about her the business and which one is up and running, and that would be great, actually. Yeah, I, I feel like she can offer some amazing insight into people just about life. Like she has gone through so much more than me, um, traveling the world, but also what a how a mother goes through that situation with their baby girl but then yes. helping bit like entrepreneurs getting up and off the ground with their business she'll be able to tell everybody her experience getting off the ground and exactly. getting the business started so i think that'll be very beneficial for everyone to hear i think so too because i think um the younger generation sorry i feel like a grandma but i'm gonna say it don't have a full understanding of how to get it started and they don't realize how much work there is behind the scene to do they I think because of social media and things popping, then you see like, oh, I created my business and it feels like, oh, okay, snap of a finger and we got it down. No, it would be nice to have an insight from somebody who actually is doing it right now and can share what she has gone through. So it gives a better eye openers for people who want to start a business. It's not stopping people. It's giving them information to realize that, yes, you can have your business, but it's going to require you to do some work. Yep. I agree. 
that's the that's the most challenging part of it. So, but no, I'm not going to take up much of your time. I know you're a busy person. <laughs> it is. It's a full day today again. So no, I I I made sure we had this hour free. But I appreciate you having on me, Emma. Oh, I'm so happy. I'm so, so happy you were able to join me today. Uh, and that's going to be released uh, within the next week or so. I will, uh, like I normally do with everybody uh, on LinkedIn, I will tag you in there as well when it's perfect. So, I appreciate oh, yes, Trust me. <laughs> so thank you so much. And I wish you a lot of blessings for you, your family and your beautiful daughter. Appreciate you. you know, same for you, Emma. I hope you have a great rest of your day. Okay. Thank you.